Welcome to On the Digital Soapbox with Soapbox J. I'm your host, Soapbox J. And I'm on my slightly disappointed soapbox shit today. I'm with Otaku Americans, Mikey Fresh. Hey guys, how's it going? What's going on there, man? How you been? I've been all right, man. It's been a long week, man. I hear you, man. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. So uh, this episode, we're going to talk about episode three of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Power Broker. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before I get started, I want to apologize for a mistake I made last episode. Uh, I was uh, talking about Elliot Page in the uh, movie that he was in, uh, Super, when yeah. he went by Ellen Page. And I referred to him by his dead name. And it was a simple slip. I didn't mean anything by it. I yeah. apologize. I don't want people thinking that I'm intolerant or anything. But uh Yeah. Yeah, just just uh getting out of the way. I make mistakes multiple times every single episode. You see, I got right into this whole thing and forgot to even mention that. After I told my yep. girlfriend to mention it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I make mistakes all the time, people. So I I'm big enough to apologize for them that was just a simple slip though but uh anyways we're gonna talk about falcon and the winter soldier episode three mike what do you think of this episode it's it's a, you know what so there was significantly more action in this episode than i think any other episode so far for the most part from like beginning to end there was a lot of a- action was a lot of action throughout the episode rather than just in certain in parts. sections and yeah. pockets yeah so but for me it was like i still was like very like it unlike the other episodes this one felt like even though it was more action it felt like i was just like being brought along so i was like oh. well i don't know what it was there was something about this episode that like i was just like okay I think That's the episode cool. the episode was fine for the most part, but I'm going to get into my big issue with this episode later on. I mean, it, we had a lot of a uh, big revela- big big uh, not revelations, but a lot of puzzles introduced to the a lot of pieces introduced yeah. to the puzzle so to speak that aren't only going to affect this series, but it's going to affect the MCU going forward. So Exactly. Yeah, but there there was some good there was some really good parts. Um I like the beginning when they show the uh GRC, the Global Repatriate. Well, I can't even speak right now. <laughs> the Global yeah. Repatriates Council, basically yeah, reintegrating. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, reintegrating the people who were dusted back into society. Yeah, and uh, the commercial makes them seem really friendly. And then in oh, a, yeah. the very next scene, they look like ice on steroids. <laughs> yeah, know? basically, and like practically uh what do they call it uh read uh i want to say concentration camps but they're like they're like internment camps there it is yeah yeah it's uh it doesn't look they're like doesn't internment seem, camps yeah it doesn't seem so friendly after all like yeah. like they're depicting themselves on the uh you know the commercial which is not surprising that's kind of how they do things it's yeah propaganda um so we we get to the scene where uh the new cap uh future u.s agent 
I don't even uh, what, what 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 do you call him? Just do cap? Is that good? John Walker. John Walker. Okay, that works. Uh, yeah. He he seems to be tracking Carly, and um, I kind of thought it was kind of kind of cool slash, you know, like oh shit, when when the guy spit at him and then he kind of like slammed him against the wall, like do you know who I am? And it's kind of yeah. like he really showed his true colors for a split second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. U.S. agent is always a weird. He's a weird character though. He's a weird character. I, but but they set they, they set his tone. Yeah, he they set the tone when I think it was in the what second episode where he kept talking about how much of a fan he was of Cap, the original Cap. Yeah. Which is pretty much like line by line from the comic book. Because that's the way Lewis Agent is. So we got a little more of his personality in this episode with him doing the things that he had done. Especially in that segment of the show. He he looks like he's tired at this point of playing by the rules. So, um... Yes, he's ready to get his punish his Punisher cap on. Yeah, I I'm, I'm see me personally. I'm a fan of U.S. Agent because I like how he is a vigilante. You know what I mean? So, but yeah. it's like it's not like I celebrate that in real life, but it's like for the character it works. So them trying yeah. to make him a villain right now, it's like okay, get dark, get dark, do it already. You know, I'm just having get dark. Exactly. I, I, honestly, because the name of the. Uh episode was uh power broker i expected to see the power broker more in this episode yes i expected to at least you know get a glimpse but we're just seeing how how much uh he runs shit in general which is interesting because he's not he's he's a big figure in marvel comics but like let's be real like we can't put him against like (laughs) on a list of like the top 25 comic book villains even in marvel no one's gonna mention the power broker. But, you know what he reminds you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of and it was we had the same almost the same kind of like same kind of like he had the same kind of air to him as in regards to the fans to him as a villain for a character. Uh what, the purple man? Oh, I thought from uh Jessica yeah, you put Jessica him on. Jones. I put him on more of the. Uh, I was thinking like the Tinkerer, you know. The reason why I put him more on that level is because I'm comparing him to other villains that we've seen in live action uh, shows, and okay. to me, he's similar to the Purple Man in that regard. Yeah, I just need to see who's. I'm, I'm so curious who's playing this character and 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 everything. Probably the guy who played the Purple Man. <laughs> that would David Tennant would so. be awesome. I would love to see it, but I don't <laughs> think it's gonna happen. <laughs> nah, it's not gonna be. Fun. Yeah, um, we find out in that scene uh, that Carly is actually giving the people food, medicine, and all this other stuff. And and us, what is his name? Battlestar is saying that uh, you know, it creates loyalty among the people. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I could understand, like I said in the last episode, uh, I could kind of see why the people are backing up uh, the Flag Smashers to an extent, because yeah. I kind of agree with certain things that they're saying, but I don't agree that things were better before the blip. I mean, you know, yeah. but, uh, you know, they were able to take care of people on the planet a little more, and it kind of shows 
where Thanos' thinking was at. You know, yeah. people are suffering because there are too many people. That overpopulation is a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was kind of, I, I thought, I like that. I like how they kind of showed that, so. Yeah, I mean, but I, when, when they said that, when that line was said, I kind of went the opposite way because it was like, all right, you, you made that line. And in my head, by saying that line, you're, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. Uh, Like you get everybody on your team, you get all the regular people on your team to then turn around and backstab them. Yeah. Because so when that line was said, that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh, okay. So now I got to really look into what you guys are really doing. (laughs) Because that sounds like, like you setting somebody up. You're setting people up to double cross them or to cross them or something like that. Yeah. So, I, I, like I said, I see. I like. I don't. I'm not on their side, but I could see why people would be would gravitate towards them, especially if their government is. Oh yeah. Now, it makes sense. Oh yeah, definitely. <clears throat> so uh, we we are talking to. Uh, we're going. We're getting back to uh, Berlin with Sam and Bucky, and and uh, they're gonna go talk to Zemo. Um, <laughs> yeah. See, this is where uh, I, I start having a little bit of a problem with the series, just a little. Uh, I don't think that the Flag Smashers are that big of a problem to incorporate Zemo into the equation. And and, and if, if the Flag Smashers are that much of a problem, what you've shown us is not like what? Oh, is it a problem that they're giving people medicine and stuff? Because they haven't done anything that was like Baron Zemo level yet. Exactly, exactly. Baron Zemo was was the first MCU villain to win. He yeah. he, he accomplished his mission. Like, are the Flag Smashers that big of a deal that you know the Avengers, after everybody's come back, can't can't take them? You know, I mean, we just we saw last episode one of them got gunned down by regular bullets. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like so. <laughs> So what are you really doing? I fail to understand how Zemo needs to... I understand why they incorporated Zemo in because it is kind of cool that he comes back. I'm not mad at his inclusion. But um, I just... I don't think the Flag Smashers were... Or or even the Super Soldier Serum was that much of a threat at that point. See, the only thing I can really chalk it up to is the fact that we know there's only going to be six episodes. Yeah, we're halfway there. So if you were going in... So if you're going to introduce him, you would have had to introduce him now. Understood. Understood. And that's and then it was like it was it, how it felt was like, oh, uh, we got to fight. We got to find out what these flag smashers are doing. Next thing you know, is that a banana on the floor? We got to get a uh, Baron Zemo. <laughs> you're like, well, <laughs> he, has, he has special shoes like, that make him not able to slip on banana peels. <laughs> you're like, what? So weird. Uh, Why? Not the level of Is that a banana? That's a banana on the floor. (laughs) We gotta get Baron Zemo. We gotta break him out of prison. Not the level of uh, finesse I'm used to seeing Marvel handle situations with. But I get it. I get it to a point. But I'm gonna call it out when it's uh I'm gonna call it out when it's bullshit. I think it's kinda bullshit. But uh I mean it's a plot device. I I still didn't understand why he was brought in. Like like Winter Soldier was like, we gotta we gotta bring him in. I'm like, because it's cool. 
But by the same token, it, you think about it, Sam was like, why? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> why do we have to bring this dude in? Like, wow, this, why? Is, this is extreme. And it was extreme. But uh, okay, so yeah, Bucky starts to talk to Zemo and Zemo tries to use the control words and, you know, Buck says they're not going to work. And then Zemo says something is still in there, which I thought was a good scene. Basically, you're still you're still a killer. It's like yeah. the... the uh, Isaiah Bradley part where he's like, you don't get to just uh, reset your life, you know, once you're kill- yeah. killers t- sort of thing. So, yeah, Bucky says he wants, to, uh, you know, he's basically saying he wants to break him out of jail. Whereas Sam is like, hell no. And then he explains the whole plan to him. <laughs> and, you know, it's a very intricate plan. And I'm just like wondering, like, is this happening? Yep, it's absolutely happening. And you know, Zemo walks into the room that they're in. So. So, but, but the thing is, it's like, the thing that I find is odd about that whole turn of events was (laughs) Bucky comes back. He tells Sam, this is what we got to get him out of prison. And this is how we would do it. But my issue is Bucky hasn't shown the level of like strategy to put that into effect like yeah like I guess Zemo was plotting this the whole time or I don't understand like I don't really see I don't and that's one of those plot devices that I don't really understand where how did it progress how did it like get to that point where yeah, it was a very like, because he was talking to Zemo and they didn't mention nothing about getting him out of prison and you know he walks out throws something to one of the inmates they start fighting and that's when he's <laughs> explaining what's going on I'm like where did this come from? Yeah, I like how Sam is reminding Bucky of what Zemo actually did. And uh, yeah. and he mentions the Wakandans would be pissed. Yeah. And, and then nah, so it's like, other... it doesn't matter. Sam, it doesn't matter what you say because I already, I re- I already I'm already did doing it. it. I'm not asking for permission. I'm asking for what? forgiveness. <laughs> I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> oh, man. I also like how Zemo was reading uh, Machiavelli. Yeah. yeah, like that. You know, it's a big two oh, fan, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what is it? So, I, I do, I do like. Uh, I, I'll, I guess when we get to that point, uh, when that have when something the thing happens. Oh uh, yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. I was. I was happy to see that happen. But I like how how, they're, then, how they how they basically both tell they they both tell tell Zemo to shut up, and he's like, okay, okay, that's fair. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of good, man. I did like that. Um so Zemo goes that you know they he he basically said they go into this garage and they thought they're committing Grand Theft Auto and he goes, No, I own all these. Yeah. And I, I thought that was kind of dope. And he starts pulling stuff out of one of the back of the cars and boom 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 the Zemo mask shows up. Yeah. So <laughs> that was cool. I mean I'm fine. I I I I I'm 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 for comic accurate depictions of these characters. But see, that's the thing with with Zemo, with that mask. It's not like 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 when the original X Men movies came out, and you couldn't wear they couldn't wear those bright yellow and blue like outfits. Yeah, yeah. With yeah, Zemo's mask, you already knew Zemo was going. First of all, you oh, knew he was going to wear a mask when he put that coat on. Oh, so, yeah, bro, that coat on, bro. that coat was so Baron Zemo, and with the mask, the combination, yeah. the costume is dope. I like. I'm, I'm not mad but, about that. But at the all. costume and his mask and everything else is stuff that people would normally wear. 
So yeah. that's what made it. That's what makes it like believable. Well, it was it was it so, was yeah. it was a comic accurate with a hint of realism to it. It's it's not yeah. the 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 glue story from Captain America or anything like that. No, it's like no, nah, this this mask yeah. represents something to me. They I hope they kind of get get into what that is. But um, yeah, Zemo. It'll probably be in the next episode. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, Zemo basically mentions that his family is royalty, that they're super rich. And he mentions yeah. uh, that they need to go to uh, speak to someone named Selby. And that's mm-hmm. interesting. We'll, we'll get into that in a, little, in a second. Uh, they're on the plane. And uh, Zemo actually stole Bucky's notebook from him. And you, yeah. find out, you find out in that conversation that that's the same notebook that belonged to uh, Steve Rogers in Winter Soldier. Yeah. Was it Winter Soldier? Yeah, it was Winter Soldier. I love the troubled man conversation. The Marvin Gaye. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I love how yeah. how Bucky's like, yeah, I'm not really a fan of modern music. And Zemo was like, oh man, it's it's classic. It really encapsulates the African American experience in America. And he's like, yeah, you know, you're out of line, but you're absolutely right. He's yeah. like, you're, you're totally out of line, but he's got a point. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> it's like, who doesn't like troubled man but um yeah i like the conversation afterwards how zemo breaks down the problems with icons and we can kind of talk about how we've seen like political you know people pick sides and their side can do no wrong even when they do wrong and people will defend it it's like it's only bad if the person who they're not supporting does it yeah yeah so I did like that. Opinions? I I like that, and I also like it, it all went around, you know, basically putting Steve Rogers on a pedestal. Yeah, never talking about any of his flaws. They they they. Yeah. I mean, like is, you totally forgot about it. He is pretty damn perfect to a degree. I mean, he was able to pick up Thor's hammer, but at the same token, he wasn't infallible. He made mistakes. I mean, so his vision, and oh. he's a robot. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So um, he mentions Red Skull. He says, you know, we don't want you know people like Red Skull getting power. That's that would be horrible. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And then tells them that they're going to Madripoor. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Opinions on Madripoor, man? I uh, I was surprised they were going there. Honestly, I mean, it felt it felt kind of soon, but then we're in episode three. We're yeah, halfway there out of six. True. So <clears throat> Yeah. Well, excuse me. Well I don't know. Everything gonna... seems like it's everything seems like it's so accelerated. Yeah, I really I, I mean I hope that they're able to flesh out an ending in six episodes because everything seems to be happening so quickly. You know? Yeah. Uh, my opinions like, on Mad Madripoor, man, I fucking loved it, man. It is such a cool looking with the graffiti, with the cyberpunk aesthetics, with the music and everything, and it's just Oh, bro! I, I I was like, this you know is... what it reminded me of? You What's know, up? All all honesty, it reminded me of uh, Black Panther. Uh, well, oh yeah, that, that, that scene. That yeah, city. I forget where they were, yeah. but they weren't in Madripoor. I kind of wish no, they, they were, were in Madripoor now. But uh, they yeah, were yeah, in some place, some I believe they were in some Asian country. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, and, it, was... it, it gave me that same vibe. That's why I was just waiting for somebody from Wakanda to just show up. <laughs> wink, wink, <laughs> yeah. nudge, nudge. 
So yeah, super dope, man. I'm 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 so excited that uh that Madripoor is in the MCU. I really yeah. am. Um, it, it 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 is. I'm not so familiar with Madripoor though. There's a lot of close ties but, to Madripoor and the mutants. So the, yeah. them introducing Madripoor kind of sets sets the uh you know it it, it solidifies its place for when the mutants do come into the MCU. So I'm fine with yeah. that. Um, yeah. So we Carly sees uh, her uh, mother figure pass away or something. Yeah. So, and it was due to due to uh, the shortage of medication. So yeah. we get into another problem with overpopulation. You're not able to treat people who are sick because of yeah. Yeah. So I could un- again. They're making they're making a good point for their cause. Not that I'm 100 behind it, but I'm almost I'm almost like it, it's funny because uh, in regards to this black matches. I'm almost venturing to say that Carly is on the up and up. Now, I could be wrong, but she seems like she's on the up and up. And then there's somebody within that group that's like, yeah, 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 we're doing this so that later on we could get what we want, what we really want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Type of situation. I, I don't know if uh, last episode, Car- uh, Flag Smasher, the character, his name is Carl. And yeah. she's Carly. So I think that they yeah. did that it's supposed to be a gender swap, but it, uh, I really don't. I mean, the the comic accurate version of the flag smash it would not work, and his costume's ridiculous. Yeah. So anyway, so we go back to uh, Madripoor. Uh, they're undercover. Well, one, uh, Sam is basically undercover as a smiling tiger, uh, which is actually a pimp. <laughs> he said a pimp. Yeah, uh, that was okay. Another another hit against this episode. Why the hell are they walking on a bridge? Like I don't know. It was just so weird. They're walking. Like, they're walking on a bridge to get to the middle of the bridge to then get in a car and drive the rest of the way. They could get picked up. This like uh, I uh, yeah, really. And then and then yo, know, but the best part was they're walking onto a bridge to get to the middle of the bridge to get picked up to get in a car to then drive to the other end of the bridge to then run into a motorcycle a Japanese motorcycle gang yeah. to then get escorted to wherever they uh, were going because that that motor, those motorcycles reminded me of an old school Japanese motorcycle gang with yeah, the flags yeah, on with the, the back school, and everything yeah. and I'm like really? what I, I is this? I didn't what get are we that watching? Part, man? I didn't get that part um, while we're in Madripoor we see a lot of signs and all this stuff and we do this is this is kind of cool and uh, Chris from Honestly Nerds pointed this out to me um, there is uh, the princess bar that's uh, showing yeah. up in the back uh, the princess mm-hmm. bar is owned by two people I forget the first person who owns it doesn't really matter the second person who owns it simply goes by the name Patch Patch is Wolverine so not, uh, yeah. I don't think we're going to see Wolverine in this series I'm not calling that but I like the subtle nod to like, hey, yeah. this exists. They're putting they're putting seeds out there. So like you can say, like when they do eventually introduce the mutants and uh X-Men and different characters, you'll be like, Well, it's it's similar to them retconning the weapons plus program. Yeah, yeah. When they talk about X Wolverine, they're like, Yeah, but 
remember so-and-so is working on a weapons plus program and that's just an, the precursor to the weapon x program exactly yeah so um zemo sam and uh winter soldier walk into the bar and winter soldier is getting all these looks like like they're just like is that the winter soldier they're going nuts uh, yes. They take that weird snake shot, uh, and Sam. I love Sam with the, just a thumbs up afterwards. Mm, yeah, I love this stuff. <laughs> Sam is yeah, like the I worst. Was waiting, I was waiting for him to spit it out. Sam is the worst undercover person ever. I swear, <laughs> he's the worst. <laughs> so you find out that power broker but, is in charge of. Go ahead. But, but but the thing about that is the thing that I find that makes him even even worse than that is Zemo told him to act like this kind of person yeah and you Sam have to still just, just could it, not do it like it's it, it you know what I, I think that it goes to show that sam has a hard time even making pretend he's a bad guy because they yeah. are setting him up to be the next captain america and you know do you think steve would be able to pull that off absolutely not so i think that's what yeah. they were doing but sam come on bro come on I don't know. It depends on which uh, Sam Rogers we're talking about. Because we could be always talking about the newer Sam Rogers who ended up being really Hydra. So oh, he, like lied the all Rogers, the, yeah, he lied Steve all Rogers, the time. Yeah. So <laughs> he lied about everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah, you find out that Power Broker is in charge of Madripoor. Uh, they really made that, they really uh, buffed that character up from the comics, man. You know, he's in charge of Madripoor. I don't know if he's in charge of Madripoor. I don't think he is. But um, yeah. So I love how the, the we get to the cool fight scene where Winter Soldier goes ham. Uh, uh. <laughs> I, I loved it. I, that was cool. That that I did appreciate. Um, yeah. Uh, Zemo says it didn't take much for him to fall into form. Yeah. And then they talk. It really about, didn't. Nah, bro, he's he's a trained killer. It's like you, you, it goes to show you just don't turn that shit off, you know. Yeah. So, we get into the meeting with Selby. Here's a funny fun fact: in the comics, Selby is a mutant. So, okay. I mean, I don't know if we're gonna go anywhere with that, but that I found yeah. out. They're dancing around it right now, man. They're really dancing around the whole mutant. They definitely are. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, Zemo offers Winter Soldier to Selby for information about the Super Soldier Serum. And they basically find out that the Super Soldier Serum is in Madripoor. It's being made by someone named Wilfred Nagel. And boom, Sam completely blows his cover, man. This <laughs> is... Oh, uh, bro. This is where I was like, bruh. Like, turn your phone off. Bruh. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. And, you, and, and when when he started talking to his sister, I already knew at the very end. I knew uh, without them even doing it, I knew at the end she bruh, was going to say Sam. He plays such a bad, such a, he plays such a bad, bad guy. Like, the way he was looking. Oh, yeah. That bank. I laundered so much money from there. She's like, what? <laughs> What are you yeah, talking about? I'm gonna get that banker killed. <laughs> like that was just like, I mean, I I knew he was acting bad on purpose, which I thought was kind of funny, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, Sarah calls Sam by his government, and yeah, Shelby isn't a mutant; she's dead. <laughs> she just gets shot, yeah. taken out by a sniper. That was surprising. 
And once she gets killed, everybody receives a text message on their phone that there's a $1 billion bounty on these people. I was like, wow, Madripoor is wild. It's like Grand Theft Auto Online over there, bro. No, I'm trying to think when you said Shelby was taken out by a sniper. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Because it turned out the person who was helping them out in that situation turned out to be, uh, what? what's her name? Oh, yeah, yeah. You find out that uh, Sharon Carter was basically. Yeah. yeah but see, the her. thing is, what I'm thinking about right now is the sniper. We don't know who the sniper was, but yet. They established that it's, that it's her and her people. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would imagine it was Blacker who opened up the one, uh, opened up the door. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she was yeah. at the bar too. She was the person in the hood. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you find out that she's been on the run for, and, you know, they, they like how everybody else got, you know, like yeah, sure you're back, and they were like, nah, you're still on the run. You know, what I mean, I thought that was, that she was. She's been hiding in. Wait, what was she? Was she dusted though? Uh, they don't say. Because then that would explain a lot. But then yeah, they, again, Sam was dusted too, and he still came back. I would think that she wasn't if she, but she said she hasn't seen her father in years. So yeah, yeah. So she's basically being on the run. She's hiding in Madripoor, and yo, she she says she'll help, and she has definitely gotten her hustle on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was I was kind of a uh, that was kind of dope how she was stealing. She has all the authentic artworks while the museums basically have all the fake ones yeah that was dope and uh she really took to that crime life like a fish to water man that shit was just <laughs> i was just kind of surprised um you could kind of yeah she's she says uh you know the u.s won't allow her back in and she basically says that you know superheroes and all this shit is all uh hypocrisy she's looked like yeah. she's not having it anymore so at this point sam says i'll get your name cleared i don't understand i mean yeah i get it because you know she wants to see her family again but i mean why not make a phone call you know I, I, to be perfectly honest i don't even know if you'll be able to do have that kind of pull anywhere i don't yeah i don't think so either i don't but think like, he has that kind of pull the thing is like why not say to your your father like you know give him a call hey i'm on the run you know there's a reason why i can't come and get you i can't see you everything's fine but she's like i haven't seen or spoke to them in years and everything they don't even know where i am it's like well why not you're basically yeah. like your own mini crime boss you don't have yeah. people of influence that sounds like outside. a you problem <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't get it again another inconsistency in this episode that just uh, i don't know <clears throat> But yeah, there's a party. And yo, Baron Zemo shows his sick dance moves. Oh my god. You know <laughs> what? It it reminded me of uh Spider-Man 3 when Spider uh Tobey Maguire's <laughs> character came he out and started, dancing. started doing that, man. I was like I was like, oh. I love how he there. he was dancing with this menacing look on his face. Too. <laughs> like it was just so weird. Uh, I'm like Bruh. I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad though. I, I was just kind of laughing at the whole situation. But uh, I, I the weird thing about yeah, Madripoor knows how to party. I was like, okay. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> I'm like, uh, sure. And it, it it was just long enough for you to see just how bad he was dancing. Yeah. Because it was yeah. like a it was like a two second like scene. 
Oh yeah, it wasn't very long. Man. <laughs> I, I, I was just. Ugh. But um, they go to the next day. They're in the the uh, looks like a shipyard. There, there's a lot of cargo trailers, and they say that uh, Wilfred Nigel creates the super soldier serum there. You know, they 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 go through the detective shit. They find a false wall. They find the lab and everything. And they and Falcon has an exchange with Nigel. <laughs> Nigel doesn't look like he's willing to negotiate much with them at first. Not at first, yeah. Yeah. Not at all. He's like, I have he's a like, I'm not offer. beat. <laughs> you pay yeah, me. I'm more. not beat. <laughs> yeah. Which I like how they did that because they kind of show how Madripoor's rules work. It's basically a yeah. rule of who who has who can pay you the most. You know, loyalty. Who has the most? Well, and not even that. It's like whoever has the most leverage can get whatever they want. Exactly, and that's definitely how Madripoor works. So, um, you know, Sharon is telling them that they have reinforcements coming, and Sharon Carter is a one-woman army, man. Yo, <laughs> I was like, when she was like, "You don't have much time." Next thing you know, I was like, next, like the next couple of scenes, I'm like, nah, it looks like they got a lot of time because you are literally doing your thing out there. You look extremely capable. <laughs> you know, I was just I'm like, man, maybe we should have you as the next Captain America. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> no, it's like oh, Jesus. Yeah. So um Nigel says he was bought out by Hydra to finish the work on the Super Soldier Serum. After Hydra fell, the CIA recruited him to continue with him with uh, an American's blood sample. You know who he is referring to with that he's referring to. I would assume it's uh Isaiah. Yeah, it's Isaiah Bradley, I think, that they're talking yeah. about. He says he perfected the uh, Super Soldier Serum and he was almost done until he was turned to dust one day yeah. and he woke up five years later and all of his research was gone and yeah. at that point power broker funded the recreation of the super soldier serum 20 vials are left were made but carly morganthal stole them and so uh, if there was 20 vials made then there was there was 12 eight. vials that well there's, there's 12, yeah, 12 vials that, that we don't know are not accounted for yes because there was eight super uh soldiers that caused this whole show to start so <laughs> so there's we can't account for the last for 12 speculation you figure time. at least one at least one is going to a u.s agent yeah yeah i was gonna say one if not two because he seems yeah. extra <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He's already extra. Yeah. So he said I do. Next- I what I do enjoy is that they like sprinkle him in, like on episodes like this episode. We didn't have to see U.S. Agent at all. Period. Oh no, no, we got less than five minutes of screen time, I think, with him. But and then he's like presence felt. And then he's gone for the rest of the show. You're like for the rest of the episode. You're like, oh, okay, okay. You know, he's like, hey guys, I'm here. And then he just gets off the stage and then he walks off. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, so um, he said that he spoke to Carly Morgenthau and asked if uh, she could help someone named uh, Donya Maladin, Maladon or something like that. Yeah. So they, find, they asked him, are there any more super soldier serums uh, left inside the uh, trailer? And he says no. Then at that point, of course. Zemo kills him. Just lights <laughs> him up. I was just like, yeah, I kind of figured that was going to happen. I wasn't, this. But I wasn't sure what he was going to do with that gun until it got to that point. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, he was prepping up because he doesn't, you know, Zemo does not like super powered 
people. So anything, you know, superpower, anything. So anything that when he, he goes to when he goes to McDonald's, <laughs> he doesn't get nothing super sized. He's like, I don't want nothing <laughs> no, super. I just want it big. Yeah, it's like medium, maybe large. Nothing better. Nothing more than that. Super <laughs> nothing. So um, yeah, they kill Nigel, and then automatically, right then, like somebody fires a rocket at the trailer. I don't know how they escape, but they do. Yeah. I, was, I was like, oh shit, they're all dead. Oh, nope, they got out. Okay. So, um, what is it? The uh, trailer explodes, then uh, it's it's like Sharon, Sam, and Bucky seem pinned down. And yeah. um, then we get Mass Zemo. And I thought it was kind of funny how he, you know, he put the mask on, and then at that point he was like, became straight murderer for some reason. Uh, like, I don't know why the mask would make him go into beast mode like that but okay yeah I'm, I'm willing to i'm willing to suspend belief and be like yeah you know he puts on the mask when he's not playing i guess <laughs> yeah maybe so but, but see uh, it, the part the part that's kind of off about the mask thing is he didn't wear the mask in uh in uh, what was it winter soldier he was in uh civil war civil war yeah. he didn't wear the mask at all period and he yeah. still went ape shit on everything. Yeah, so, I, I, you know, it's like I think that they were leaving the door open to see how well the character was perceived to go further with it later. You know, they left him alive for a reason. I think because know. they're gonna use him again. Yeah, I think they plan yeah, on they using kept, him again. They left, they left him alive like they left uh, the Mandarin alive, even though they killed him. But then yeah, showed they, that they didn't kill him. They, yeah. <laughs> we don't talk so. about that movie anymore. <laughs> Most people don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, Zemo steals a car, and they're, you know, they're going back, and then, you know, Zemo kind of is just like, yeah, you know, we need to do this. I won't do anything like that again. Sure, you still need me. And Sharon stays in Madripoor, and I love how they had a callback to uh, Civil War when uh, they get in the car, and Sam's in the back seat, and he's like, "You're not gonna, oh, you're not gonna move your seat up, are you?" No. No. <laughs> so. Oh, no. No. You didn't move your seat up, so I ain't gonna uh, move mine. I'm, I'm petty, man. So, um, we got the Carly and the Flag Smashers exchange. You know, she wants to be, she wanted to be a teacher. This isn't the path in life that she originally wanted. They found yes. out that uh, Nagel is dead and thinks that the power broker will beg for their help. What do you think? No, nah, I, I don't. I don't see that. See happening. the power broker just being like, "We're cool." After everything yeah, but, they've done, but that's a whole thing that I don't understand about how the Black Smashers would think that. Like, this is a he, you figure his name is Power Broker. Everything you've known him to be, he's exceeded that. So, what makes you think killing this one guy? going to bring him to his knees that makes well, absolutely no well no they, they think that 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 because they have the super soldier serum they have the 12 vials left that he'll be willing to negotiate with them but that's what i'm saying what but makes you think by doing that he would be him? like oh my god i need to negotiate you've you've got me over a barrel now no he's, he's clearly got other contingencies planned yeah because if he didn't then we wouldn't name him the power broker. I think at this so. point, I think at this point, he's just gonna go crazy. He's gonna re- send everybody after them at this. Like, okay, well, you know, like, yeah. I, I think that that they, them thinking that he's gonna suddenly play ball with them is crazy. 
So we get into uh, Jack Walker and Battlestar. <laughs> Went to go talk to Zemo, but found out that he escaped. I don't know how Jack Walker thinks that Sam and Bucky are involved, but he he's clairvoyant apparently. You know, he, he he's clearly a mutant. He has like <laughs> telepathic powers. Or yeah, exactly. Because I don't understand how he came to how he deduced that from going to see Zemo and not realizing and realizing he's not there the very next logical step is that they broke him out of jail yeah it's just it's just it doesn't make much sense to me but like he I mean he they try to justify it by saying they're desperate and again, yeah but see that's the thing that's like what I was saying in the big very beginning like how did Bucky come to the how, how did he go to see Zemo and then it walks out and then tells um, Sam, this is how he's going to get out of prison because we need him out of prison. Yeah, I'm like, where this. did that, where did that come from? That came out of nowhere. And then for you to fast forward to closer to the end of the show, have U.S. agent deduce the same exact thing? That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, again, not not the finesse that I'm used to with with Marvel. It's just, I'm, I'm not gonna say it's bad. It's just sloppy, you know. Yeah. I'll just say that. Um, so it seems like, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jack Walker basically feels that uh, by he has a very, by, very by any means necessary mentality. Like he's like, as long as we get the job done, who cares how we do it? And that sounds like yeah. U.S. agent. Which oh, I yeah. was I was happy when I heard that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He's slowly, slowly but surely going into that uh, that phase. Yeah, I think that I think that um, because I don't think we're gonna get Punisher in the MCU. I think he's gonna be the closest thing we get to the Punisher in the MCU. Probably so. Yeah. So uh, we 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 talk uh, we get back to uh, Sam and Bucky and they're talking about the shield, and uh, you know Sam is basically saying you know all this over a piece of metal, and he says at this point you know like yeah you know I wouldn't I shouldn't have given it to them I should have destroyed it. I was just like, what? And I know you like this, uh, this next line because Bucky says that if you were just going to destroy it, I would take it for myself before you right. did that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. Like some of the writing, I just don't understand. I'm like, I why? Think- I'm like, why, why do we, why is, why is that line even uttered? honestly yeah why they went why are we having this conversation when you have somebody you broke out of jail and then you have to flash flag smashes who do you make out to be such like crazy like difficult like villains when all we've seen is not that much and then y'all having this conversation now of all places i'm like where is this going you know like this this is a lot of this is a weird place to have sam to completely turn him around in less than three episodes and have him don a new captain america uniform and shield in three episodes this is a lot of ground to cover i know i'm like ah. that's why i think this was the hardest episode for me to watch in its entirety because it was like so like stuff was like disconnected it, it seemed like it was disconjointed. So I'm like, and then there was things yeah. that I was like, how did y'all come to that? How'd y'all come to that solution? Yeah, it's Why weird. are we having a disposition in regards to um, 
um, Sam now. Why is this happening now? This yeah, should this have happened should in have episode first two. Episode, I think, where he should have had yeah. like regrets. Or maybe, yeah, second well, episode. Well, it, it should have happened in his second episode because yeah. the second episode is when it picked up where they introduced John Walker as the U.S. agent. Yeah. So yeah. that was the time that you were supposed to have that conversation, not at the end of episode three, three. which it makes no sense. I'm 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 just so lost. I'm so lost. But anyway, um. So we go, we go to uh, Riga, I think it's pronounced. Uh, Zemo is talking about Sokovia. He's asking them if he ever been to mem- the memorial for Sokovia mm-hmm. when Ultron tried to drop the, uh, you know, the uh, town on the entire planet. But you know, okay. he mentions how Sokovia is basically destroyed. Did you go to the memorial? Of course you didn't. So I was like, he's making a valid point, man. I don't think that he's necessarily yeah. wrong. You know, um, because there the the stance that he has is the stance that a lot of a lot of people have with the military, like overreaching. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. Oh, so it's like he's he's not wrong. I mean, they're trying no, to not. do something good, but they they land up hurting a lot of people in the process. I get it that that more people would probably be hurt, but at the same, you know, I'm seeing both sides. So yeah, yeah. This is kind of a cool scene. So Bucky's like, I got to go for a walk. Yeah. And another one of those, like, <laughs> really? Why? I wasn't mad so... about that. I wasn't mad about that. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah, fine, I'm fine. And then he picks up this bead, and it looks a lot like the beads from Wakanda. The communication beads. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. And then we... uh you know, there's like breadcrumbs of uh, the beads being left behind, and and you know he knows he's being followed, and it's um one of the one of the women from the uh, door Malaje, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know her name. There's the second in the command, really. Yeah, it wasn't. She was the um, one who was constantly talking to the first in command. Yeah, yeah, that was dope. That was dope. I love that, the implication of that in here. That also makes sense because she kind of disappeared in all in all the Black Panther stuff. Yeah, I think she was only in um, Civil War when King T'Chaka got killed. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even remember her too much in Black Panther though. She's she in, was like, in it, but then I think she like, was in she, it. Like disappeared. She didn't have a big role in Black Panther. I think she was she in it in the a... very beginning, in the very beginning of Black Panther, and then it's like. She got sent. It, it it felt like she got sent on a mission, and then we see her now yeah. in like regular clothing, and you're like, oh, so she did was she was sent on a mission. So so she's looking for Zemo because you know they're like Sam said they would be upset about this. Yeah, you know. So this uh is Sam st- is Bucky still working with Wakanda? I don't know, man. This I like what I like where they left this. So I'm like, oh. Right. I would I would think he is because he was the one who referenced the uh referenced his code name for Wakanda. Yeah, in the, the second Wolf. episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, man. Um Yeah, I like where they left off. I'm curious where this is gonna continue. I'm excited for the next episode. Uh even though this episode was kinda sloppy. Can I just vent for a second? Because sure. I talked about this last episode. I am not appreciating the way that they are dealing with racism in this series. Uh, they are yeah. hitting it with kids' gloves. 
and they are being very uh very vague about it you know racism is more than just uh mistaken identities and you know cops stopping a black man from arguing with a white man in the street it's so much deeper than that and i really feel like they're whitewashing racism at this point in this series yeah. and i was right that they weren't going to pick it up in this episode i'm scared that episode two is all they're going to do to talk about it and i felt the most powerful scene was the isaiah bradley scene which echoed the tuskegee experiments mm -hmm. and if that that is all that they get into with this then i'm going to hit this series so hard bro mm -hmm. because i'm not appreciating how they are disnifying racism i really am yeah not. yeah i mean yeah i understand it but at the same time like i this is what i expected them to do yeah but i'm like you know see this is where when remember when we talked about the watchman and I was mm -hmm. like giving props to DC for allowing them to take this property in this direction. This is why I was giving them such props because they mm -hmm. allowed them to take this in a super racial way. And Watchmen yeah. was damn near perfect in my opinion. And then, you know, you have all the, the directors and everybody is hyping this up. It's like, oh yeah, this is gonna take a deep dive into America's, you know, and very political, very race centric and stuff like this. This is not very race centric. I'm sorry. Not, not at all. It's not bad, but I, I need more and I need <laughs> I need Marvel to stop being cowards when it comes to this. This is upsetting. Yeah. It's borderline offensive yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I can see how yeah, definitely. So I need them to uh take off the kids' gloves and take a deep dive into this. You know, we have real situations with Breon Taylor, with George Floyd, and situations like this are happening every day in our lives that we see this happening and how devastating it is to the family to the communities and everything else and this is how disney chooses to approach it with well yeah racism is bad right yeah it is bad but you're not covering it properly stop whitewashing racism disney stop it i i have this odd feeling that they're gonna use x-men as more of their front to talk about that those social injustice kind of stuff. Yeah. But they're gonna use it under the they're gonna use it under the guise of using mutants. Yeah. So and, and and I think that's in their back pocket and they're like, well, you know, well we didn't really want to do too much because then that kind of goes into X Men and the mutants. I'm like, no, that's, that's, it doesn't. That's you don't have to go down. Cowardly. You don't have to do that. But I could see them doing that. I can see them like parlaying that into that their uh speech in regards to social injustice and stuff like that then they're doing nothing different from fox because fox already did that you know oh yeah fox already covered that we we, we know that the racial discrimination and the injustice is going to be covered in x-men and i'm fine with that that's I'm, I'm, I'm but for them to like you know they comic book it they had to comic book it up a little because they couldn't be so straightforward with it back then when yeah. x-men first came out but you know this this story with sam becoming captain america came out in 2015 yeah um and and this is and marvel a uh, disney did on marvel you know so i bro that story yeah, is I super understand. political it is super political it was 
it got into the racial issues it got into how the the media smears the uh the basically the perception of somebody trying to do good because of the color of their skin and the way that they're dancing around it in the series really upsets me like i said it's not a bad series it's not bad it's not great it's not bad though and i would be a lot more forgiving if they stopped whitewashing the racism yeah you know it's so much deeper than that you know yeah yeah but um i mean another thing is like i just feel wandavision was better you know so it's like i feel like going from wandavision to this kind of and you know wandavision i i had this conversation with my girlfriend and i said the problem from going from wandavision to this is wandavision lended itself to fan theories but then wandavision also put the kibosh on fan theories at the end so by doing that there's and and at least we want like i said what to my girlfriend i was like Wanda is part of X. Sure, most of the time she's associated with the Avengers, mm-hmm. but she is a mutant and she's an X-Man. And she's associated with her brother, Quicksilver, and her father, father. depending on when you're depending on when you're well, what, yeah, yeah, reading depending the when you're comic reading. books. Yeah, because I don't think if you're reading the comic books now. now, they're not related. But if you yeah. were reading it back in the nineties, they are related. Yeah. yeah so but she's that. she's uh very related to the X-Men and uh, and mutants and everything else. So people going into that series, like I know me personally going into that series, I was like, I right, we're gonna hear something, something about mutants, something about X-Men and maybe m- more mutants or something. I don't know, we're gonna see it. Something. And then it doesn't yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. And then everything that people were thinking was gonna happen doesn't happen. And mm-hmm. then based upon what you're hearing from Disney is like, yeah, we're not doing any of that. Like, we're, <laughs> if anything, if anything, if you come out with a fan fiction or fan uh, theory, we're going like just straight poo poo on it and <laughs> make you feel stupid. Out of the sky, yeah. So by oh. doing that, when you go into a Falcon and Winter Soldier, people are like, oh well, there's no point even like I thinking that. something there's no, there's no in point regards to it. I've heard there's no so point in speculation. And I was so like, sure, like, oh, there, there's okay, plenty well. of reason to still speculate. Speculating is fun, but when you actually get mad that the show doesn't deliver what you thought it should be, and then you hold it against the show because your speculation, you over-speculated yourself into like a position where... Yeah, but to me, the, uh, uh, there's no need to speculate, and I understand what you're saying, but by the same token, these are also two characters that a lot of people really don't care about. Yeah, yeah. So, like, even, like, speculating about Wanda, some people don't really care about Wanda, but they know what Wanda represents. Mm-hmm. Falcon and Winter Soldier represent Captain America, who's no longer really in the MCU anymore. Yeah. So, so it's more or less like, all right, so who, you could speculate who's going to be that person that they're going to gravitate toward. But then again, you're not going to do that because you've got birds already from WandaVision. So... <laughs> 
It's like I mean, oh, I'm, okay, I'm not well, mad. I was you know I was sit down and just watch it. Take it for what it is. Yeah, I'm not mad about yeah. WandaVision. You already know my stance on it. A lot of a lot of my theories are still withholding. I feel like you know what I mean because I don't think that yeah. they threw a lot of them out. I was right about a couple things. I'll take that as a W. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I over I over theorized, but I didn't I didn't care. I didn't mind. But uh, I see, guess- Falcon and Winter Soldier is one of those situations in which it in which it's like this is going on here. But and then they do the transition where they're like, but in other uh, thing, this is what's going on here, and that's what the other thing. While this is going on, this is what's happening also at the same time, but in different locations. It's great at and world building. It is great at world building. Yeah. I will not. I will not say anything yeah. bad about that. It's definitely really, doing that. Yeah, they're introducing they're like, a oh, lot okay. of elements, which I appreciate. So. Yeah, but anyways, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, Mikey Fresh, Otaku American. Tell them where they can find you again. Uh, you can find us on uh, most of your um, podcast uh, podcasting uh, places like iTunes. Well, Apple Podcasts, I think it's called. Google uh, Podcasts, Stitcher. Um, yeah, you know, uh, Amazon. I think has one. Amazon Podcast. You can find us on that too. Oh, okay. I didn't even know they had one on there. Yeah. I happened to go on there and was like, oh, okay. Oh, I'll throw it on there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We got Uh, some stuff coming up shortly in regards to, uh, because I was able to be real lucky and get uh, my hands on a uh, Series S, Xbox Series S. Wow. So I'm still. Win a lottery? No, no, I didn't win the lottery. I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. Nice. I went online and was able to be able to pick it up. And, oh, nice. You know, so I was like, I bet. No so bundle, just it. a straight console? It was a bundle, but it wasn't a bundle in regards to any games because, oh, you know, okay. it's all digital. So it was like an extra controller, which was weird because I already had a controller. I had a Series <laughs> X controller for like my iPad. And oh, then, okay, okay. So uh, that and then an extra controller and then some other stuff. So. But since it's a digital console, they can't really bundle that's like true. games that's with true. it. So, that. so, but um, yeah. So far, I'm putting it through its paces, and yeah. All right. And peoples, I will be back in a couple days. I uh, am going to be doing a solo podcast about some video game shit. I've played a couple things, including Outriders. Uh, what else was the other one? I'm trying to think of um, Monster Hunter uh, Rise. And a couple other things video game related that I wanted to talk about. That should be going up. I think Monday will be the latest. If I'm gonna try mm-hmm. to get it up by tomorrow or the next day. But Monday will be the yeah. latest it would go up. But uh until then until then, my men's, my peoples, my ladies, y'all be safe out there. Mikey Fresh, again, thank you so much. No problem. All right, guys. Y'all be good out there and uh If you're not standing on a soapbox, then what are you standing for? Peace.